This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Round Ball Stew. I am Matt Straup. It is Friday, February 19th, and today we will be breaking down and looking for meaning from some recent NBA trends as it pertains to our various fantasy leagues. We will hit some good news and bad news from Phoenix, a couple of intriguing and possibly infuriating things happening in Minnesota, and more. All of that coming up in just a minute. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. I'm joined now by Ryan Knaus and Steve Alexander. Guys, I want to start by saying, and I'm not going to name names here, but last week someone in the class was complaining about not having the syllabus. And I just want to say that all students were sent the syllabus <laughs> for the class today. And I will add, they were in fact sent it last week. So I don't know whether the student in question wants to speak up here, but I, I kind of took that personally and I'm still a little <laughs> upset about it. I try to run a very professional operation here, despite the fact that I was eight minutes late to this taping. And I just want to say any other jabs about my syllabus distribution will not be tolerated. Well, you are my favorite professor uh, at this university. So I really, well, I've got it. You can't be having your professor be kicked off at you right at the beginning of the school year. So, I mean, I've, I've already got like two strikes against me and we're not even to the end of the quarter. So, yeah, man, I'm sorry about that. You you sent the syllabus. I just uh, I'm not very good at using a telephone. Yeah, I, I'm good to go. I, I know that today's pod counts for 30 percent of our final grade, so I'm, I'm I'm ready to go. Yeah, Ryan is not the student that we worry about. By the way, Ryan's work <laughs> is turned in on time. He shows up on time. He raises his hand before he asks a question. The true model of a polite student, except when he viciously slams me occasionally on the podcast. Not surprisingly, this is a 
That's just true reflection of real life as well. Like <laughs> I'm sure the people at Hanover College are like, dude, you gotta watch out for Alexander, man. Like he he'll be late. He he doesn't seem to care all that much. <laughs> and then you got Canal showing up 15 minutes early with his friggin' backpack full of books and, and like ready to get straight A's. So I mean it's pretty accurate. Yeah. And when I got to college, I was like, had the revelation, wait, wait, I don't have to go to class. Like no one actually is really paying attention. This is incredible. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're going to start this off in Phoenix. First, the good news from Phoenix. Chris Paul is an incredible ageless human being over his last 12 games, guys. He's around 22 points, five boards, seven and a half assists, 1.7 steals, 2.2 threes. He's shooting 53% from the field, 97 from the line during this stretch. He's 35 years old, 25th in nine category leagues for the season and rising. Ryan, did you underestimate Chris Paul heading to the season? Did you draft him in leagues or were you frightened off by the 35 next to his age? I'm sorry to say that I was frightened off, which you'd think, you know, we've seen him play for so long. I've said myself that his game isn't necessarily dependent upon athleticism. Therefore, he should age better than many other point guards, all of which was true. And yet I still didn't didn't manage to get him in any leagues, uh, even though his ADP in Yahoo was like 35, somewhere in there. So he was very affordable. Uh, he was available. And we had just seen him take an irrelevant OKC team and carry them through a regular season without missing games so uh to my shame i do not have him anywhere when i am finally done doing this one day chris paul will be the guy that i was wrong about consistently wrong about almost 100 percent of the time like a long time ago gallagher gallagher said something about chris paul's knee being on, on its last legs. This is probably like 15 years ago. And it, it, was, it wasn't that long ago, but it was a long time ago. And, you know, I've always had it in my head that Chris Paul has bad knees. Chris Paul is not going to finish this season. Chris Paul is old. I mean, I've, I've just been wrong about him every year. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, even his hamstring troubles from Houston now are starting to feel like a distant memory. So truly a remarkable thing with Chris Paul on a beeline it looks like toward something like top 15 value for about the whatever 15th season in a row (laughs) meanwhile on a less happy Phoenix note DeAndre Ayton is struggling he had 26 and 27 points in consecutive games back in January toward the end of January it felt like he was finally turning it on Ryan you and I I remember we're talking about it we were both very encouraged at that moment since Mm -hmm. then though Ayton has averaged right around 13 points 12 boards just 0.2 steals, just 0.8 blocks, 13 consecutive games of scoring 18 points or less. So he hasn't gone over 20 points since those two games I referenced. Any cause for hope for you here, Steve? Do you see any uh, hope for Aiton turning around? You know, I mean, he's he's young enough and talented enough that he should be able to. And I can't really put my finger on what the problem is with these numbers. I mean, he's getting a lot of rebounds, yep. but the offense just isn't there. Um, it doesn't matter apparently what point guard or shooting guard. It just doesn't matter who his teammates are. It's just more mediocrity uh, from Aiton. I mean, he has one block in his last four games, which for who he is and what he does, that's borderline. Well, I, I mean, it is unacceptable. Like we, we need more. He has, when was the last time DeAndre Aiton got a steal? How about January? 
Hmm. January. It's, we're we're in February. He doesn't have a. It's February 18th. He does not have a steal yet. So I don't know if it's a matter of motivation. I don't know if he needs a new voice in his ear. I don't know if he needs a new change of scenery as far as where he lives and plays. But something's got to give. I think he's been he's been bad enough that probably his managers are very frustrated. I mean, you mentioned the lack of steals. His, he's not like he's blocking a lot of shots. Uh, usage rate down 5% from last year at the same time that his turnover rate is up 5%. So he's just trending in all the wrong directions. But I do think there's a bit of a buy-low window potentially potentially in there. Uh, Trade-low window has opened. So I I would try to take advantage of it. I mean, he's at, at worst a mid-round fantasy center. Mm-hmm. I would take that as my guiding principle when it comes to him. Let me ask you guys this. I, I just right before we came on, I got an email from a guy named Jay, just the letter J, and he wants to know uh, should he try to move Michael Porter Jr. because he's super frustrating. Um, and he was asking, should I trade Michael Porter Jr. for DeAndre Ayton? And I was like, hmm. I mean, it's an eight-team league he's in, so I, I don't think MPJ has the I must hang on to him at all costs appeal in an eight-man league than it does a 12-man league. But uh, my final line in my reply was, don't be mad when MPJ explodes. I have to ask first a follow-up question. His name was just J. His name is just the one letter. Is that what we think? Yeah, like J. Mascus, uh, the guy from Dinosaur Jr., his name is J, period. Got it. J. But it was not it was not Jay Mascus who was emailing you. As far as I know, I mean, it, weirder things have happened to me as far as uh, rock stars emailing me and asking me basketball questions. Yeah. I don't think Jay Mascus is a huge NBA fan, though. I would rather have Michael Porter Jr. at this point. I think I can see Michael Porter Jr.'s path to fantasy greatness more than I can see it for Aiton. Aiton is just in this weird prolonged funk. I, I like Ryan's idea of trying to get Aiton in a trade, but if I was trading for Aiton, I think I'd be trading for the 13.12 rebound one block guy. Just eyes open, that's what I'm getting, and don't have hopes for more. If you get more, you'd be pleasantly surprised, but just think there's a decent chance that's all you're going to get. Because I came into the season thinking this is a guy who can roll out of bed and get 18, 12, and one and a half blocks. Mm. But that guy seems... Like he's nowhere near to happening right now. Maybe it can happen. It's a long season, but yeah. So I guess long story short, MPJ over Aiton, and I would probably try to trade for Aiton as well. I'm in the same boat. I would trade for Aiton's floor, but hold MPJ in that scenario for his ceiling. Yeah, well, well said. You just summed it up in about four <laughs> seconds. What I had to take forty five seconds to say. All right, let's go to Minnesota for a couple of players here. I. As you guys probably know, I panic drafted Ricky Rubio in multiple leagues. I knew deep down that it was both a horrible idea, and I also knew that it was inevitable that Rubio, after his slow start, would would eventually do something. Now, that eventuality has come to pass. Rubio is not on any of my rosters anymore. I'm kind of furious, but let's just talk about what he's been doing. Five straight starts for the Wolves with D'Angelo Russell. We know out at least four to six weeks. Rubio averaging around 12 points, nine dimes. A game, not doing a lot else, but that alone is enough to you know call this guy a must roster player. And I don't really know what to ask you here, Ryan. I think I'm just mad. Any thoughts? Well, I also had Rubio. We we commiserated about being fellow Rubio suffering people, but I I finally 
held him long enough in two leagues, in fact. I was very stubborn on Rubio, and, and he broke through. And now, obviously, without D'Angelo Russell in the way, I think that awkward fit you don't have to worry about nearly as much for how many weeks, Steve, do you, off the top of your head, D'Angelo Russell? Four to four six. six. Yeah, I mean, to six. it's two months. Yeah, so that's a good long run, and I mean, you do have to worry, is Rubio a shutdown risk because the Wolves are going nowhere fast and he's, you know, going on 31 years old. So that's a possible risk. But at this point, it's all just free money. I'm happy. I mean, Rubio has been a slow starter throughout his career. And I think the extremely short offseason probably didn't do him any favors. But now we're seeing the guy who can help you, even if he's just a two category specialist for dimes and steals. That's plenty. And yeah, he's he's been great. I, I actually still have him in a league that Steve is in, in which I am in first place without making a single transaction all season. So I am simply for the magical fact of that, I'm trying to avoid making moves, which is one Wait, reason I, you still, haven't, I still have Rubio. You haven't even added or dropped anyone? Not a single transaction. Haven't? Nope. Wow. That's a lot Steve. of that is just getting lucky and avoiding. Please do not. Injuries. Please do not encourage him to talk about this more, Matt. I hear about it like almost every day and I'm, it's... <laughs> Quite frankly, uh, Ryan, I, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> Playing him this week, he's up like seven to two against my schlep squad. So yeah, good times. Ryan's just calling Enough you up like, that. hey, did you hear I uh, haven't made a transaction <laughs> in that league yet? St- still zero, Steve. <laughs> I got a postcard in the mail the other day. Yeah. Uh, Ricky Rubio, like I, I'm not going to say I said this was coming, but I feel like my one of my mantras, along with being scared to death of Chris Paul is constantly saying that Rubio does this every year. Like he starts off horribly. You have panic and regret that he's on your team, but he always ends up going on some terror. Usually I feel like it's around January or February seasons all out of whack this year. So, but I mean, this is what he does. Now the fact that it came with D'Angelo's shutdown is not a coincidence. And there was a little bit of luck involved there. If you are a Rubio guy, not that D'Angelo's bad luck is anyone's good luck, but whatever. Something else that no one has mentioned yet is he had 20 points, 13 assists and three, three pointers on Wednesday night. And he had 13 points and 16 points in the two games before that. That's three straight solid scoring games. I don't know that you're only going to get, assist and steals out of him. I think, I mean, assistant threes. I think there's more coming. Uh, my only concern is that if he plays too well and the Wolves start winning games, they don't really want to win. Then we may see McLaughlin get more run as they try to slow the Rubio train down. All right. Well, meanwhile, in Minnesota, we have seen the boom and bust of Anthony Edwards in all its glory this week. He had a Tremendous all-around line against the Lakers on Tuesday. 28.7 boards, 5 assists, a steal, 2 blocks, and 5 threes. He backed that up with a 3-for-15 dud against the Pacers on Wednesday. Are you optimistic about Edwards in general, Ryan? What, where do you land on this one? This is a guy I was personally terrified of heading into the season, but I've been pretty impressed uh, by some of what I've seen lately. Yeah, I actually cut him in multiple leagues just because he was destroying your field goal percentage he wasn't helping anywhere in the early portions of the season and to the extent that I couldn't see a path to him improving enough in the course of the season and I I thought okay number one pick there's a lot of hype a lot of heat around him but nobody was taking him in trade offers so I I just cut bait he has 
to his credit, been pretty impressive in, in many games. The learning curve is real, and he said himself, like, I need to figure out how to play alongside Carl Anthony Towns. We don't know what each other wants, where we want the ball on the court, that kind of thing. So there's going to be a feeling out process, but having a point guard like Rubio alongside you can only help because he will put you in the positions that you need to be in to score efficiently, uh, which is really the key for Edwards. And his physicality, like he's learning if teams aren't going to send a double and he has a much smaller guard on him, he needs to try to post him up, even if that's not something he's comfortable with or has done much of. So there are going to be plenty of growing pains. I'm encouraged for sure. I'm not over the moon about him. Uh, I like that his assists are up. I think that's going to be key. But still leery of the percentages, I guess, is is what would prevent me from a full-throated, like, yes, go get him. Yeah, my thing with Anthony Edwards, if you drafted him, you drafted him to score points, hit some threes. We knew the percentages were going to be shaky. We knew that steals and blocks were not going to be a big thing. I mean, it, it, I think he's done everything we could have wanted him to do at this point. Now, it, maybe he could have been more well-rounded and, and a little bit better than he's been. But, I mean, he's pretty much... I think he's exceeded my expectations as far as being a consistent NBA scorer. I really wasn't hoping for a lot more than what he's what he's doing. Um, hopefully it comes with time. I mean, we see Zion Williamson building on his game every time out right now and seemingly becoming a better and better fantasy basketball player every day. I think Edwards can do the same thing. He's a rookie. He was number one pick. Uh, he plays for a terrible team. I like what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, in 12 games as a starter – around 17 points, five boards, three and a half dimes, 0.7 steals, 0.7 blocks, a couple threes, and shooting nearly 42% from the field. So not a total disaster there. Not great. That's on reasonably high volume. So that's going to put a dent, but 79% from the line. So I think there's a path for him to not be as bad in percentages as we thought. So I, I am encouraged overall as well. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. If... You find yourself overwhelmed trying to manage your fantasy squads. Make sure to check out our new League Sync tool. It pulls in all of your team and league info from Yahoo to tell you the best players on waivers, who to start, who to sit, and more. You can get access to League Sync, our DFS tools, and betting tools by going to edge-plus.nbcsports.com. Enter the code STU10 for 10% off any subscription. 
two more names on my list only, guys, and they're both from Memphis. I wanted to right now give Steve a chance to talk about Kyle Anderson. He has been a top 20 guy in nine category leagues the last two weeks, churning out around 16 points, well, exactly 16 points, around five boards, four dimes, two steals, a block, and two threes. Those are his basically his averages the last couple of weeks. He's coming off a big line on Wednesday, five steals and a block. Steve, the floor is yours. Kyle Anderson, go. Slow-mo only has scored 20 points or more five times this season. Yet, I mean, I'm pretty excited about him. I think... Straup has come around. He's a little excited about him. I haven't haven't heard a lot from Ryan about slow-mo, but we had that game where he had, what, six six or seven threes a couple weeks ago? Six, it wasn't even that long ago, probably. Six threes on February 10th and uh, 27 points. And just, if you watch this guy play, they call they call him slow-mo for a reason. Like his shot is a set shot everything just takes forever to develop and it's like you're watching a guy in slow motion so the fact that he can get five steals in a game or four steals or three steals which he's done in three of his last four games and, and hit all these threes and score these points and and get rebounds and get assists he's just a, a to me it's fun to see him finally put it all together we've been waiting for this for a while his his career has sort of also been slow-mo as well but I think he's here. I think he arrived. And, you know, I've got slow-mo in a bunch of different leagues, basically because people didn't want him. And I couldn't be happier about it. He's great. At, and he, we started to see what he's doing this season, his final year with the Spurs. And then when he signed to Memphis, there was some some heat. Uh, I drafted him in a lot of leagues that first year. And it was a shoulder injury, I think, that just completely destroyed his season. When he came back, his shot wasn't quite there. Uh, all last season was struggling with it. And now you see him finally healthy, finally back to playing his game. And it's awesome. It's really fun to see. So I would say I'm also on board with him. I love watching him play. Uh, I like watching games that he's in because the announcers can't say slow-mo enough. They say anytime he touches the Surely. ball, so here, here comes slow-mo. Like they just love <laughs> discussing his nickname as Steve just said. Um, it, it's a great, one of the better nicknames and most fitting. But I am worried about Jaron Jackson Jr.'s return and how is that going to play out now? Uh, Jonas Valanciunas may lose a couple minutes. Uh, Xavier Tillman might lose a couple. I, you know, the Grizzlies have so many different rotation players that they're trying to work in. Everyone's going to have to give up a little piece of the pie. And I think Kyle Anderson included. Now, he doesn't have a lot of trade cachet, I don't think, right? Like people aren't clamoring to give up a solid top 60 guy to get Kyle Anderson. So in most cases, you're just going to hang on to him and see what happens. Agreed. And as for that last point, I mean, it's not like he's putting up these recent numbers in whopping massive minute or usage with, with big minute or usage numbers. I mean, you know, his game on Wednesday night was just 26 minutes, just 11 shots. So he's efficient. He gets it done in, you know, 26, 27 minutes. So, I, I mean, I think he can still potentially stay afloat when Jaron Jackson Jr. is back, even though, yeah, that is a little bit of a concern. Also, just to the slow-mo point, I was watching one of their games the other night and he got a rebound in the paint and like went back up for a putback and somehow that as well took like three <laughs> to get he, he got culture he missed it he missed it badly it was re it was a tremendous moment there it would be great if he got called for a three second violation while trying to go up for a, I mean, for a putback yeah <laughs> yeah it was close it was close it was it was a paint touch of some kind i don't remember if it was a putback just in case there's any real grizzlies heads out there who know what i'm talking sure. about
And also, I'm not going to worry about Jaron Jackson Jr. ruining anything until I ever see him back on the court again. True. He's Agreed. been a huge disappointment for me. Just sitting in my IR spot, languishing, no real updates from Memphis. So, How, how do you think Jonas Nader feels about that? <laughs> <laughs> Jonas. Hey, Ryan, you could consider trading him, but in that one league, you haven't made any transactions, so you just have to keep him there. On yeah, the, you just gotta, yeah, you just got to. Yeah, you just got to. Made my bet. I'll, I'll, I'll sleep in it. All right. Last name on my list is also in Memphis. And yes, it's Grayson Allen, who continues to play quite well. His last five games, he's at around 16 points, three boards, two and a half assists, a steal per game, and 4.23s. He's rostered in just 14% of Yahoo leagues. I feel like we kind of refuse to take him seriously as fantasy managers. At what point do we start doing so, guys? Well, I'm I'm in that 14%. I've picked Grayson Allen up in a couple leagues because you know me. Like, it's what have you done for me the last five games? If your five-game average over the past eight days gets me fired up, then I will pick you up and throw you on my squad. And that's what I've done with Grayson Allen. And if the wheels fall off and two days from now he's not getting it done, we'll move on to the next guy. But like you said, this five-game averages are hard to argue with. Um, he's starting from Memphis. He's playing well. I mean, yeah. I'm on board, too. I think uh, Brandon Clark coming off the bench has opened up extra minutes. He's playing alongside Dylan Brooks. Yeah, Grayson Allen, he, he is kind of a hard guy to take seriously. I don't know why. There's skepticism abounds, I feel like. Um, I had to even tweak one of our recent blurbs. One of my colleagues was, was a little too harsh on Grayson Allen. But if you look at his, his recent stats, he's doing plenty, as Steve just said, to to earn a roster spot. So uh, I have picked him up in a couple leagues, and I don't expect the ride to continue very long. But Matt, you and I talked about the kind of philosophy of streaming recently. We're in a specialist context, but I mean, when you're streaming, you're looking for guys just like this. So uh, pick him up. You'll get threes. You'll get points. He's kicking in some steals, a scattering of rebounds and dimes. And that's all you can expect for someone you just grabbed off the waiver wire. Well, I was expecting you guys to basically shout me out of the room on Grayson Allen, but I misread the room. You guys had much more Grayson Allen enthusiasm than I expected. (laughs) Much more grace for Allen. Oh, wow. End of podcast. Uh, Steve, you had we we only have a couple minutes left here, but you had a couple names that you had mentioned. Will you give us your quick rundown of those guys and your feelings? Well, Willie Hernan Gomez, who is in Yahoo as Guillermo Hernan Gomez, don't type in Willie or you won't find him. But Stephen Adams was already dealing with a back injury. He he suffered an ankle injury Wednesday night that prevented him from returning to the game, just like the back injury did the game before. He hurt his right ankle, went straight to the locker room, didn't come back. Now, usually if a guy sprains his ankle and goes straight to the locker room, he gets it retaped and he's back in there, or he's hurt and he's not. So I'm a little worried about Adams missing some time here. Willie had, what, 11.17 boards on Wednesday night. I picked him up speculatively in some leagues where I was holding maybe a Kenrick Williams or somebody who's kind of fallen off the charts. And I I just am taking a flyer in the chance that Adams misses some time, and he could. Number two is Michael Carter-Williams is literally the only point guard left in Orlando. The numbers aren't great. He's old. He's not that exciting. But he's going to get 30 minutes a game. He's going to put up point guard numbers. 
And I think there are guys on your roster who MCW might be better to have than the guy you have. And lastly, Robert Covington, his last two games have been insane. His entire month of February has been pretty good. And I am just, I just wanted to say thank you, Rocco, for uh, making me not look like as much of an idiot as I did for the first month of your season. Rocco is back. Ryan, any closing thoughts from you? No, I've been, this is a great place to end because I've been pro Rocco in the past like four podcasts. So this makes me, uh, this makes me happy to have him praised for his recent play. But uh, yeah, Ryan Steve's was right about the, what's up? No, I was just going to say you were trying not to talk after your grace for Alan comment. You were trying to leave that as a mic drop moment. <laughs> Maybe. All right. That is going to do it for us. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a second to rate and review us as well. Steve is cracking up about something. <laughs> Got a little, like, silently awkward there at the end, right? <laughs> yeah. R- Ryan, yeah, it kind of did. It did get weird. I just had Ryan's, to... Ryan is shook up by his great whatever that comment no, was. You, you, you cued me up to not speak, so I was like... <laughs> oh, Perfect. oh, I see. I, Instead, I split the difference in the worst way and just meekly said, like, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I did all right. the, the worst of all worlds. <laughs> no, that's so the best. So all right. On that note, we're going to be back here on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday next week. Thanks to all of you for listening. Steve Ryan, thanks for taking the time. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, Later. Matt. <laughs> Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.